There is some explicit language in today's podcast, but we don't get too carried away. I mean, we're all adults here, so you can handle it, right? We are all adults. Let's see your ID. Let's see that driver's license. What year were you born? Never mind. More with comedian Jimmy Pardo today and digging even further back into my archives, an interview from the aughts, the early aughts, or perhaps the late niners with Tanya Roberts. And good news is next. The Daily Detour. Headlines and entertainment on your schedule. Featuring music by our house band, Quickie. And now, your host, Dan Roberts. Thanks for listening today. I've got some good news to start our little uh, podcast with. A family, uh, of, of course it always starts out with, of course it always starts out sounding like it's going to be a, a bad story. Uh, this one begins with a, a mom quarantined at home after testing positive for COVID-19. I mean, that's not good news. If you stopped listening right now, you'd say, well, Dan, you said you were going to give me good news and you failed me. But be patient. Here comes the good news. Her name is Lizette Lejeune. And one day, wearing a mask, she uh, went to the door because her uh, ring doorbell went off or something, and it was her mail carrier uh, putting some letters in the box, and she said, you know, uh, maybe you shouldn't do that because I've been, you know, I got the COVID going on. Again, she's in her mask. Uh, So she said, I'm going to put a bucket out front, and going forward, you can just drop the letters, the Christmas cards, the advertisements, the bills in the bucket. You can just put all that in the bucket for me. And that way, neither one of us is touching the mailbox because otherwise we're both touching it. I think that's actually very smart. Maybe we should all be doing that right now. But anyway, that was the plan that was hatched between the mom and the mail carrier. And then one morning, uh, she goes out there and there's a bag of groceries on her porch next to that bucket, along with a note wishing mom a speedy recovery. Now, there was apparently no signature, no name attached to the note. So mom had to check the history on that ring doorbell. And I think you know what she found. That's right. Her mail carrier left the bag of groceries for her. Lejeune says she was a little emotional that uh, pretty much a stranger took the time to drop off a care package like that. She says she plans to repay the favor with a small gift in return. So there you go. That's your good news. Also good news, mom has gotten past her symptoms and the rest of the family is just fine. They never, uh, they never really became symptomatic. So a round of fake applause... Canned applause for the mail carrier for going above and beyond. Hey, Lizette, they deserve a Christmas bonus next year. Just saying. All right, coming up, as I said, uh, an archived interview with Tanya Roberts from back in the day. And she's also featured in today's showbiz news. But before we get to that, got to take a quick look at headlines. Headline news. So... I've been giving this whole election fraud thing some thought, and, you know, if you want votes to magically appear, why are you calling, you know, the Secretary of State or whatever? You should be calling David Copperfield, right? You should be calling Penn and Teller, Doug Henning, probably not David Blaine. Anyway, that's what I would do. No one ever takes me seriously, though. But of course, that and the Georgia runoff elections, uh, that's the big story as election night 2020 continues here in 2021. And by the way, you got to give me props for the Doug Henning reference. <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you're old enough to know who that is, uh, I just dusted off some cobwebs in your brain. 
And the other thing, of course, that we can't go a day without thinking about until it's over is the coronavirus. And, you know, the UK uh, kind of the first to encounter that strain, that new strain of COVID, which is now, which, what does that mean? It's COVID, is it COVID-20 officially? COVID-21? I don't know. Uh, But they first encountered it there, and now the UK Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, is imposing yet another lockdown there in uh, Britain, which I think is their third. And if you're not familiar, the lockdowns there are a little bit stricter than they are here. Anyway, we'll all be thankful when it's over. They are uh, finally getting around to vaccinations here in my town of uh, Spokane, Washington. People hate it when you say that. Uh, Spokane, Washington, I'm told. Uh, First responders are able to get it. It's their choice to get it or not get it, which every news report on it uh, spells out. But I wish they would also include how many people are choosing to get it. It would make me feel a lot better about the whole thing. Jimmy Pardo uh, and I will get into that during today's interview. The whole compliance thing, the whole uh, responsibility for your fellow man thing. But anyway, I don't know. They're first responders. I'm sure they're getting it. And their job uh, apparently is going to make sure that you and I get it. And then also in uh, local news here in in town, uh, maybe something similar going on in your neck of the woods, because apparently I'm now Al Roker on the Today Show. Uh, The grocery store worker union in Washington state wants their workers vaccinated as soon as possible, which I agree. Did any of us know the phrase essential workers before uh, the pandemic hit and the grocery employees were told that their doors would stay open so that we could all get toilet paper? So yes, by all means, offer them the vaccine first after the doctors and the nursing homes or simultaneously. I'm not picky. Apparently we have doses just sitting on a shelf right now, not going anywhere. So, you know, if the guy or gal at the checkout is risking their health to sell me a uh, box of Lucky Charms, so be it. Yes, give them the vaccine. Unless, of course, they're after me Lucky Charms. And if they are, still give them the vaccine. But let's get it rolling. All right, on that note, let's turn our uh, attention to the bright Clegg lights. Clegg lights? (laughs) In the distance. Shining on the sign that says, Holly Weird. Actress Tanya Roberts, who co-starred on that 70s show in Charlie's Angels, passed away Sunday. She was 65 years old. And I had the biggest crush on her as a kid. I mean, let's be honest, I had a crush on most of the Angels. But I had Tanya's poster on my wall, which I awkwardly got to mention to her when I interviewed her back in the day. And you'll get to hear not only my squeaky voice. How did my voice change? I was already an adult. And my voice is still higher pitched then than it is now. Uh, and, and it's an awkward little exchange, again, because I had a crush on her. But we share the same last name. So is that a problem? Mm, I don't know. It could be. But anyway, I was very sad to uh, read that. Mike Pingle, a rep for Roberts, I guess her publicist, says she was out walking her dogs on Christmas Eve when she collapsed. She was then hospitalized and put on a ventilator, but never recovered And the official cause of death is currently unknown, but they say it is not COVID-19. Now, Larry King definitely had COVID-19, told you about that yesterday. He has now been removed from the ICU, however. And although he remains in the hospital, I believe that if he can survive all those ex-wives, COVID ain't gonna kill him. COVID doesn't stand a chance against Larry King. Caller, you're on. Oh, and... This just in, uh, you can't kill Tanya Roberts either. Tanya's rep, Mike Pingle, who previously announced her death, now says that the Beastmaster in View to a Kill star is still alive. So how bizarre is that? But that's good news. I'm still going to play the interview for you, though. 
for one thing, upon re-listening to it, uh, she was very sweet. I really enjoyed uh, the exchange that we had. Other than that awkward part where I sounded like I was, you know, a freshman in high school, uh, awkwardly asking a girl to the dance or something. Oh, Miss Roberts, it's really nice to meet you. Bob Bergen, uh, whose name you may not know, but he's the voice of Porky Pig. He had a fun post on Facebook today. He said he recently had his first colonoscopy. And just before the procedure, as he's in position, just waiting for the fun to begin, he says, uh, my doctor tells the anesthesiologist, Bob voices Porky Pig. And the anesthesiologist asked, hey, can I hear you say, you know, that that's all, folks? And Bob said, not when you're about to put me under, perhaps afterwards on the way out. And he added, it's all about timing, people. <laughs> Which, yeah, I agree. I, you don't want to jinx it. Why would you say that right before going under? And he is fine, by the way. He received a clean bill of health. And listen to that. There's a little preview of a future interview I'll share on the Daily Detour podcast here. And now some news about Emma Stone that you... What? Oh, quick bulletin. Just in case Tanya Roberts dies again, uh, or, or comes back to life again, whichever uh, happens. Uh, just refer to one of the previous reports. I feel like it's already been taken care of. And before you send me some hate message on social media, I am not making fun of Tanya Roberts or Tanya Roberts being sick or Tanya Roberts dying. I paid hard-earned allowance money to see Sheena in theaters. I am a fan, uh, and I do. Again, I listened to the interview again. Uh, just what a sweet woman. I think I took up more of her time uh, than I should have, probably. And I don't need to mansplain this to anybody, but I will, because that is the point of mansplaining. It's not a joke about her. The joke is that someone has botched this message. It's a pretty big deal when you're announced dead, but you're still living. That's a pretty big mistake. That's what I'm making fun of. And if you're to believe what you read, and with this story, who knows what to believe? Uh, I guess her boyfriend, her partner was the one that told uh, this Mike Pingle guy, who then announced it to the world, and then later had to retract it. But the boyfriend was supposedly told by the hospital that she wasn't expected to live. And then he's doing an interview with uh, Inside Edition, and mid-interview, talking about her passing, he gets a call from the hospital saying, she's still alive. Like, you can't make this up. Very odd situation. But uh, wish her the best. I hope this is good news. I hope it's not just, you know, two days from now or something, we get the bad news again. I hope this means she'll recover. That would be fantastic. And maybe as a result of all this attention, she gets uh, another plum roll if she's up to it. Anyway, I really do have an Emma Stone story for you. She was out for a walk with a friend. They were masked up because they're responsible human beings looking out for you, looking out for me. But as she was walking, she uh, was, was kind of larger in uh, size, it appeared to be cradling a baby belly. Now, Emma Stone has yet to confirm widespread rumors that she's expecting a baby, but I mean, you can see in the pictures that something's going on. And, you know, being a guy, I know how dangerous it is to, to comment or ask a woman about the belly. You can't make assumptions. You can't say, hey, uh, are congratulations in order? What's that face you're making? Oh, Oh, you just got a punch card at Ben & Jerry's. I'm, I'm so, so sorry. You can't do that. You get into trouble. But I'm pretty sure it's safe to say that Emma is expecting a baby. And finally, one last piece of breaking news, uh, because I just, I watched CNN earlier, and everything is breaking news on CNN, and so it's just kind of like, you know when you start overusing a word, 
Like you don't know you're going to do it, but it just keeps happening. Like one day you realize, wow, I've been saying that word a lot lately. In fact, Jimmy Pardo will come to that realization during today's interview that he's overusing a word. But anyway, breaking news, not about Tanya Roberts. It's about Dwayne The Rock Johnson's two-and-a-half-year-old daughter, who, in fact, is a little liar. Now, I know that's not nice to say, but I'll prove it right now. Here's a recording of her lying about who spilled a package of spaghetti. I think you'll find it confirms this very serious allegation. Yeah. What just happened? Who made that mess? Tia, you have to look at Daddy when I talk to you. I don't know. What just happened? I don't know, Daddy. Who made all that mess back there? I don't know. Was it the spaghetti fairy that came and just dropped it all on the floor? Yeah. Really? Did you get a look at the spaghetti fairy? Mm-hmm. What do they look like? Fairy. They look like a fairy? Yeah, but it's a spaghetti. They dropped all the spaghetti. The fairy came to drop all the paschetti? Okay. Who's going to clean that up? I don't know. Okay. Well, I'm pretty sure his name starts with D and ends with Y. Okay. He did it again. The fairy did it again. She's holding <laughs> straws of spaghetti in her hands and drops them and says the fairy did it again. That's adorable, and that's where the video ends. But I guess she also revealed the uh, Spaghetti Fairy's real name, which is Mike Pingle. See, that's a callback. Not a good one, but it's a callback. How about we check in once again with Jimmy Pardo? This is an archived interview from my time at KZZU. They were kind enough to uh, let me use these on the podcast. And this took place around July of this year. We talk about fireworks, which is a little dated, but uh, the rest of it is as fresh as today's headlines. Here's Jimmy Pardo. Tanya Roberts coming up. How was your 4th of July, Jimmy? Uh, what was that boy, like in this situation? What was that, all of six days ago? And I cannot remember what the hell we did. <laughs> so it was as exciting as mine. I went out, and the neighbors set off some fireworks, and I'm pretty sure we're illegal, but that's cool. I enjoyed them. So, you know, uh, it was that here, too. It was like nothing I've ever heard or seen before. I think it's because they called off all the like official fireworks shows. Yeah. So... Locally, like actually KTLA, and it may still be up online. They had a drone shot of the city, like at let's say ten o'clock at night, and it looked beautiful. Like you know, there's a million. And by the way, all illegal. To your point, all illegal fireworks. Right. It looked beautiful, but it didn't stop from eight thirty to midnight. It was nonstop, and it was. And I hate to use this because I've never been in a war, but it's the only way to compare it to like the images and the and the sounds that you would hear from a war zone. It was. Like you'd hear rumbling in the distance as well as fireworks like right outside your yard. It was crazy. Well, it is a tribute to, I mean, it's the rocket's red glare and all that stuff. So that, I mean, I think that comparison is apt because that's kind of what you're trying to replicate on some level. You're right. And you know, I love this country. I uh, I salute the uh, the tail of an American Airlines plane every time I get on that plane, Dan. <laughs> do you? <laughs> I do. It's got that little flag out there and I let the pilot know I'm ready to do this. Let's go. Yeah. Have you been on a plane since the quarantine, the shutdown? I have not been. This is, uh, I have not been on a plane since February 2nd. I usually, like, there's a little time in there that I always take off from from traveling the road anyway, but then... You know, it all got canceled. And then I have not been on stage as a stand-up comedian since, I think, February 26th. Is that killing you? Uh, I'm all right. Yeah. You know, Do you think like, you'll be rusty before you, like, when it finally does happen? Are you worried about that at all? You know, I was just talking to another comic about it who actually did a show. By the way, it was February 25th for those that are uh, keeping this keep it score at home. <laughs> 
Uh, and then we did a live Never Not Funny on uh, March 2nd, but that's different. That's not really stand-up. That's, you know, that's, you know, doing what you do, what you and I do for a living. We yeah. just talk. So, but March 2nd was the last time officially I was on stage. Um, he... He went, Greg Warren, who, by the way, if you've never seen Greg, he's got a new special out. He's hysterical. He went and did a gig. He got tested before he went to the gig, and then he got tested after the gig, and luckily he doesn't have it, the, the COVID. Yeah. Um, and I said, were you rusty? Did you feel rusty? He goes, I was scared to death I was going to be rusty, but literally within three minutes, you're right back in the flow of yeah. it. So, well, you're a pro. You've been doing it forever, and it's like muscle memory, I suppose. I think so. I mean, I would imagine that there would be maybe, maybe, maybe I would I think I would feel shot out of a cannon like so full of excitement and energy <laughs> yeah. that like the like the, the, the adrenaline uh, might push you through and then yeah at least for that first show while you're trying to find the jokes again and find the yeah. you know the uh, the connecting tissue and stuff like that but I dude to your point by the way this is like the ninth time I've said dude I don't say that word a lot I don't know why it's happening <laughs> I wish I had um, a bell to keep uh, well you if know. you I think if, if I say it one more <laughs> time you get a free sandwich at Subway excellent um, so enjoy your BMT um yeah. I uh I don't I don't even know when the next time's going to be because I'm not getting on a plane. I yeah. have no interest in that and no. uh, You can drive a lot of places. Do you see yourself doing that? I don't because I don't see me wanting to be in a room with right. 100 people. That's you know, where even... I'm at. I I uh comedy I go to the comedy club like once a week usually or right. not much less than that. And uh it's the first thing I want to do, but it's the last place I want to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's I do. what I really miss. But I, I'm, it's I don't want to be the guinea pig. You know, I I do know. Like you know, in fact, like uh, and they have you know at least Brian Callen has admitted he did everything wrong. Where Brian Callen and Brendan Schaub went down to um, a club in San Antonio, and they both came back with uh, with Corona. So oh geez, uh, how many people you know, do you know with the virus? Is that well, it, or do you think there's more? I've been doing this thing with Never Not Funny where, you know, one of our subscription levels is you get a, uh, if you want it, if you opt in for, you can get a personal phone call from me. And uh, I've been doing it via Zoom and they've been wonderful. I've, I've talked to hundreds of people now. It's been, it's been amazing. I heard the, li- I heard uh, when they presented you with the amount of phone calls you would be making to your podcast uh, subscribers, uh, it was a big number. I was like, was, how is he going to get this done in a year? Well, yeah. uh, well, luckily a pandemic hit, Dan. Yeah. So, uh <laughs> Uh, there's time to do it, uh, and then and then Zoom has actually made it a, a thousand times uh, more fun, entertaining, and and some of those people too. Uh, in fact, I, I did a bunch of uh, bank of calls on Tuesday, and two of them were recovering from it. Um, yeah. So I personally like those might be the only two people that I know personally that had it, uh, right. and I don't know them personally at all. I mean, they're uh, just people I met on a Zoom call. Um, how about you? Well, I know. I have two close friends that have it, but they've got the milder version. Okay. Um, I mean, they're sick enough to stay home and bed. I mean, well, you got to stay home, but I mean, it's like pressure on the chest and flu-like symptoms. So they're, I think they're fine. And then I, there's a guy I used to work with in Seattle. You may be familiar with either because you were a record rep back in the day, or you hmm. just like maybe you like song parodies. But Bob Rivers. Oh sure, what would Bob Rivers had that uh, a, a huge Christmas album one year? There, I mean, he has a ton of Christmas albums. They're all yeah. great. You're probably thinking of the one with uh, "Walking Around in Women's Underwear." Oh. The name of the song? It was mid '80s. I will never be able yeah. to tell you what the title was. He's also got the Twelve Pains of Christmas was pretty popular. Oh. They're Again, great. I, like he, hi, you know, he hires, hires the best musicians, and if he's doing a Beatles song, he gets the "I Want the Amplifier" that Paul McCartney was using, not like Paul's amp, but like the right, same verse. amp. Yeah, uh, but anyway, but so he has a f- close friend that has it, and he's been talking about it. So that's another degree of separation. Um, and I had scheduled an interview with uh, 
I'm getting farther and farther away from it because it's my two close friends that have it. But um, right. but also I had an interview scheduled with Lori uh, uh, Kilmartin. Right. And she had to can- postpone because of, you know, her mom. So and that was kind of that like the, I just listed it all in reverse order. That was kind of the first time I'm like, oh, wow, this is now I always took it seriously. But I'm like, this is becoming more real all the time. And then my yeah. friends just told me like, we, they were going to have a pool party. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Last week, they canceled it. We of were course. invited. I was already like, I'm not going to your pool party. Like, I don't know who's asymptomatic or whatever. But then they came down with it. So, you know, I think if, look, I'm not, I, by no means, I'm a comedian that talks about my genitals for a living. So I don't know what I'm talking uh. about. But <laughs> but, uh, but the states they are having the spikes now, you know, Texas, Florida, Georgia, Arizona. It's because of their had, genitals? I don't think I don't think the two are related. No, Dan, I just was kind of making fun of myself. But uh, uh, I think if they would have had the spikes like you had in Washington or we had in California in March and April, in March and April with us, maybe we wouldn't have this nonsense of people. We don't need to wear a mask. We can go wherever we want. We could have parties if we all would have been hit at the same time. Even though the experts said, "Look, it's hitting New York and California, Washington now. It's going to hit you other states in a few months." Yeah, you know, be careful. Now nah, we don't need it. If we all would have had it at once, people would have taken it seriously, and maybe we'd be past this thing by now. But uh, the fact that so many of these states and so many people just are just being well, they politicized it somehow, and I don't understand how? that at all. I right, know. Dan? How is not wearing a mask getting one over on the libtards, man? <laughs> how is that? How is that a thing? I know. And if you want to get back to work, whether you believe it or not, just put the mask on. We will get back to work. You know, for the people that are unemployed or underemployed, it, it'll all happen much faster. I know, and the fact that they uh, think it's the opposite—I am just fascinated by it. And when you see these people having meltdowns in Target, which I think some of those, by the way, are staged so they can get go viral. Although, I, why would you want to go viral looking like yeah. a, an a-hole? But right. um, it's—you know—anybody, everybody likes their ten seconds of fame. I, I get have it, to but. believe that that is a thing, though. Yeah, uh, which brings us to this. I don't have any audio of this, or none, none that was really good. Uh, but there was a woman who had a meltdown at Skechers the other day at an outlet store in Oklahoma after being told to wear a mask. And she, which you have to know, right? You have to know someone's going to question you or or say something. I feel going in there without a mask. So I feel like you're ready, like you're just waiting for that moment, right? Yes. And she threw shoeboxes at an employee and left the store. Uh, police identified her. I don't know what they're doing to her, but they identified her because <laughs> because she left her wallet on the counter. Mm. Way to go, ma'am. I know. It, but it, I think that you're right. I think. I mean, I think there's probably people that have uh, spontaneously lost their cool, but I think there's also people now. I mean, ha- like, how do you not think you're going to go viral? Because you've seen everybody else right. get captured on phones and throwing their tantrums. I mean, I don't know. I don't get it. I, I, I truly don't. Just put, just put your mask on and... And, you know, the other day, I actually, I went for a walk. I had my mask on. Uh, I came back from the walk, and I had to do some stretching exercises for a medical thing I'm dealing with. But uh, I was so comfortable in my mask that I did all my stretching at home in my mask. I forgot it was on. So it's like, oh, yeah. it's not that big of a deal, folks. Put it on. Right. And, I mean, when I go into the studio, rather than do this at home, yeah, you know, we have to wipe down everything with uh, ibuprofen alcohol wipes before and after our show. Uh, wear a mask in the hallways, like if we're going to leave our area. Yeah. And if we use the kitchen for anything, although coffee machine is gone, um, mm. and that's happening all over the place, I've heard. Yeah. Um, but I'm just saying, like, if all you have to worry about right now is putting on a mask, like, I have a whole regiment of things that I am that I have to deal with, and it is a pain in the butt, but it keeps us 
safe, you know? Right, of course. And by the way, to your point, the least we can all do is yeah. wear a mask. The yeah. least we could do. That's nothing. That's nothing. Yeah, I don't know. We're Hang on, I'm going I'm, but... I'm to move my soapbox aside so we can get back to <laughs> being silly. More of my interview with Jimmy Pardo tomorrow, and we'll get into his podcast, Never Not Funny. Now, if you've never heard Never Not Funny, I recommend it. I mean, if you can suffer through this podcast, you can certainly suffer through that one. No, it's fantastic. It's like a morning show. They play a lot of games. The only difference between that and, you know, your favorite morning DJs is that they're allowed to cuss. And so that happens. And again, you're used to that here, right? So it's a great podcast to add to your subscriptions. Listen in the car. Uh, that's what I do, generally. And without further ado, here's my conversation with Tanya Roberts, one of my childhood crushes. Hi, Dan. Tanya, how you doing? Terrific. How you doing? I'm doing really good. Cool. How's Seattle? Uh, you know, it's sunny today. 50 degrees. Wow. It's just amazing because I'm sitting here thinking of Seattle, how rainy it is because it's raining here. Uh, and you've really? got the sun. And you're in Los Angeles right now? Yeah, and it's raining. What's up with that? Tell me. I'll take it on my end because we don't get enough sunshine I here. I know, I know. Tanya Roberts, you are uh, Midge on that 70s show. Yeah. One of Charlie's Angels. Yeah. Uh, not to embarrass you, but one of my all-time favorite pinup girls. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I had that whole uh, pink and white bikini poster that you oh, had. Oh, God, you're kidding. No, it was great. That brings back memories. <laughs> it's a great poster. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> and uh, we're not related, are we? Because I actually have the last name Roberts as well. I know. I was going to say, you know, who knows? Could happen. That's crazy. And most of my family's on the East Coast, and you're originally from the East Coast, right? Yeah, so. well, well, hey, we got to check that out. we got to check out our family tree. <laughs> That's right. But I'm hoping for my sake that, you know. That we're not. <laughs> right. I got you. For my, yeah. <laughs> um, I follow you. It's early, but I follow you. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, I'd like to talk a little bit about your career, but also uh, you want to talk about a vacation resort in wonderful Las Vegas. Yeah. Have so, you been to Vegas lately? Uh, I've been going like once a year lately. So. Oh, yeah? How do you like it? You dig it out there? Yeah. And I didn't start as a gambler or anything, mostly just like the whole, it's like a Disneyland for adults, you yeah, know? Yeah, that's exactly what I say. I don't gamble at all, but I play golf and I see all the shows. Yeah, there you go. And the hotel is just so cool. I have to admit, the last time I went, I actually indulged in a little bit of gambling so i oh, guess yeah, and how'd you do well you know i just considered it an educational expense it was like tuition anything that i lost so yeah i hear you what were you playing blackjack <laughs> uh, uh no no mostly just real games of uh, that didn't require a whole lot of skill um craps yeah craps i liked craps a lot roulette and then just you know all the slots and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just I figure my life is enough of a gamble. I'm not gonna. I, I can't <laughs> even relate to it to tell you the truth. Right. It just would be really cool vacation for couples or for you know married people even. Well, you're married. Yeah, I'm married. You've been married this whole time that we've known you. Yeah, I've been married forever. God, God, and I haven't gotten any time off for good behavior. I don't know what's <laughs> up. But you got you you your proposal's kind of an interesting story, right? Oh, you mean that I proposed to him? Right. But yeah, well, I guess I think it's always the women who do. We don't often verbalize it, but let's <laughs> face it, it's generally the women who want to get married. Well, sure. But this was like 1974, right? So kind of, I mean, not real conventional now and definitely back then. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, I, he was my best buddy, and I just figured, what the hell? I don't even know what made me do it. Now that I think back, I must have been out of my mind. <laughs> but well, no, we're still great friends. That's awesome. Lucky yeah. guy. What's then uh, the official tally for uh, anniversaries and everything there? 
We don't even celebrate them. Really? We don't even celebrate Maybe that's the secret. <laughs> that's the secret, but you got it. Because you can't blame anyone for forgetting. You didn't remember. Oh, you only oh I, don't, I'm not, I don't even wear a wedding ring. I mean, uh. I can't deal with that whole thing. That's what's so weird about me asking him to marry me, because I'm not at all into that whole thing. Oh, wow. So I must have been tripping. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. I want to hear about uh, some career highlights for you. Char- oh, okay. Charlie's Angels, you were on the, the final season. Yeah. How was that for you? It was just really cool. I was just a baby when I got it. I mean, I was really a kid, and I hadn't done anything really, and so it was like a major career thing for me. And it was the last year, which I knew going into it, but it was such an awesome experience for someone who had had no experience out here in Hollywood that it was really great. Did Jacqueline Smith and Cheryl Ladd welcome you with... uh, Yeah! As a matter of fact, there's still pals of mine. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, I see Jacqueline uh, a lot in Beverly Hills, and, and I do a lot of golf tournaments all over the country, and I run into Cheryl. She's a golfer, too. So, yeah, we still see each other. Outstanding. Jacqueline's going to be in the new Charlie's Angels movie, I guess, with a cameo or something. Yeah. What do you think of the movie versions? I dig it. I, I mean, you know, they're different than the TV, but they had to be because it's, you know, you couldn't put the TV on the big screen and expect it to go over too great. So um, it's it's great. I really dig them. They're fun. Did uh, John Forsyth ever visit the set of Charlie's Angels? Or did Never, he... ever did. Maybe he did the first year, or but he didn't when I was there. But um, I met him several times anyway. He was a good, really good guy. Oh, great, great. But mostly just phoned it in just like Charlie did. You got <laughs> That is the best gig in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. I uh, mean, you know, it's so great just to go in the studio, bap a couple of hours. You can go and look in a wreck, and you come out with a nice paycheck. Exactly. Uh, Beastmaster, cult following for this movie to this day. Any like highlights of doing that movie? Um, uh, yeah, actually, one of the highlights was we had a gigantic toad. You know how big toads can get? Like eight pounds? Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, this one was the size of a mountain lion. Oh, wow. Anyway, and I didn't know that you could get, um, that you, they were poisonous. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, and so I was holding him, and then they said to me, you know, God, anyway, I think I got the flu from him. Oh, wow. But, but uh, yeah, they didn't tell me till after the fact. But so that was my weird experience. Aside from that, <laughs> that I run into people all the time who say, I had ferrets, and I still have generations of them later now, you know, from, from the movie. A lot of people bought ferrets. Oh. <laughs> you know, the That's little right. ferrets? It's been a while since I've seen the movie. Yeah, but I, there were two little ferrets. Yeah, I loved it at the time. Yeah. So, and I know that it's still, you still see it rerun on, you know, TBS like or crazy. wherever. I don't know how, I don't know why, but there's sometimes certain channels just yeah. get into showing a movie again and again, and that's how it is with Beastmaster. So, so and I got a show coming on, a uh, home improvement show. Oh, That'll really? be on the air soon. On what channel? Like one of I'm the... not sure. We have six in the can. We're still working that out. But um, it's I do all the home improvements myself. It's called Tooling with Tanya. <laughs> so you catch me with a with a power belt and power so this, tools and. Is this a normal part of your life now? Yeah, it is. I was doing. I was doing. Uh, HGTV has a show called Celebrities Homes, and I was doing one of the episodes, and I had just laid uh, my whole home office with tiles, and they couldn't believe I did it. And one thing led to the other, and before you know it, I had a show. Wow. So it's great, because my favorite store is Home Depot. So are you going to be doing that and that 70s show now? Yeah, I'll be coming back. My husband suffered encephalitis, a brain disease, um, in the at the end of the third season, so I didn't go back for the fourth season because he's been too sick. Right. But um, I think uh, he's getting better now, so I'm sure I'll be coming back for some cameos. 
Well, good, good. Yeah. Um, my wife is a big uh, fan of HGTV and all those channels, so she'll be looking for that for oh, sure. Oh, cool, great. Uh, Sheena. Yeah. The movie Sheena, the frog from Beastmaster, didn't stop you from uh, hanging out with cougars didn't and stop snakes. Me, and no. And Sheena was the best because we lived in Africa for six months when we were shooting it, and it was just so cool. It was so incredible, Kenya. And trans guy, and just all over, all over around that part of Africa. And we brought all our own wild animals, and I did all my own stunts, like the swinging from vines sure. and riding the zebras and stuff, which were actually Arab horses that we painted like zebras, because you can't ride a zebra. Their gait is really weird. Oh wow! No one can ride them. They don't ride them in Africa. No, they're like, they're like worse than donkeys. <laughs> I mean, they bump you along, they just forget it, and they're really nasty. Well, that explains why you never see that, then. Yeah, uh, you so. never see zebras in horse shows, or zebra shows, even. Sheena's uh, like a female Tarzan, for anyone that doesn't know. You're yeah. also, uh, you're a Bond girl in what I think, if I'm remembering correctly, was Roger Moore's last Bond movie. Yep, uh, yeah. View to a Kill. Just, yeah, and it was cool, uh, Christopher Walken was in it, and Grace Jones. And it was, it's really a cool show to do because you shoot for six months all over Europe. That's how long it takes to shoot those Bond movies. So they actually book you for a half a year. And you travel everywhere first class, and it's, it's really cool. And what's it like to be a Bond girl? Or what's the well, last thing? It's like being a Charlie's Angel, I swear. It's like the, you never stop getting requests for interviews. They never stop doing updates. You know what I mean? It's right. one of those... Things that just comes back to haunt you forever. <laughs> oh, but that's no, all right, cool. though, right? Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Sure, and we'll be seeing you in Vegas. You probably will. Cool. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There you have it, and uh, you can use that to blackmail me later. How goofy did I sound? How is it that my voice was that high-pitched at that late stage in life? I was already an adult. I'd already been drinking for, well, <laughs> it's another story for another time. But yeah, I sound like a teenager there. It's crazy. And, and almost mumbling during the interview, during the quiet parts. So here's looking at Tanya Roberts, wishing her uh, the best. Go find Beastmaster on uh, one of the streaming services or maybe an old episode of Charlie's Angels or that 70s show. And I'll chat with you again tomorrow. You've been listening to The Daily Detour, a production of Basic Bits, LLC, hosted by Dan Roberts. Music by Quickie. And I'm your announcer, Libet Wolf. New episodes drop Monday through Friday. Subscribe now so you never miss a moment. And we'll chat with you next time. Hey!